Greetings this morning in Jesus' name. Are we on? Okay. Yeah, may God's blessing be to each one of you this morning. I trust you have been blessed and encouraged already. I have been with the word that we heard already this morning. Um, we were together Friday evening, and uh, <clears throat> Brendan said he's on for the opening, and I said that Randall asked whether I would take his place today, and I said, well, maybe you can have the opening, and I'll have the, maybe you can have the main, and I'll have the opening. So it might be a little bit switched around here this morning. <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, some of the things that Brendan shared will probably come through here, too, on my what's on my heart here this morning. But uh, God is good. Do we love the Lord? Amen. Do we love the Lord? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I trust we do. But it's good to verbalize that. Yes, it's good to verbalize that. And uh, God bless you visitors too that are here this morning. Good to see you, Galaxy. God bless you too. And uh, good to have you all here. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, uh, when Randall asked, I guess you have some sickness at your home. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it, there was something on my heart when I was down in uh, Costa Rica coming back, and I probably touched on it here and there a little bit. Maybe when I was up here moderating and even in one of the messages that I had. But I'd like to just put it into a message this morning. And uh, the title is, just to start off here this morning, the title is The Way of Cain or the Way of the Cross. And probably, I don't know, I'm sure some of us have heard a message on the way of Cain already. How many of you have heard a message? And I know Larry here preached a message out in Indiana. <laughs> Nobody? Okay, well, maybe I'll have some listening ears this morning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, my, yeah, where my meditations have been and it kind of all ties together as far as the, the title again, The Way of Cain or The Way of the Cross. There is the way of Cain and there is the way of the cross. And i just like to look at that this morning. Um, but I think before we do that, let's just pause for a word of prayer. If we could do that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' precious name. Lord, we thank you for meeting with us here already this morning. Thank you for speaking, God, and hearing these deep truths this morning. Lord, I pray that we will not allow them to slip away, God. But even as we were encouraged, Lord, to meditate on these things, God, that it's not just theology, Lord, but Father, that it's a reality in our everyday life, God, that the world would see 
Oh, Lord, I pray, and that our brothers and sisters and our children and our wives would see, God, that this thing is real, Lord, that we're talking about. God, I pray. And Father, we realize that in ourselves there is no way to live what we have heard this morning, Lord. Father, it's only as we abide in you and you in us, God, that we can bring forth fruit that will be of any eternal good, Lord. And God, we cast ourselves upon you this morning. We ask God for your spirit and for your grace, Lord. It be upon each one of our hearts, God, even here in this assembly. Lord, that we don't just waste our time coming to church on Sunday and hearing some things. But, oh God, I pray that we would open the ears uh, ears of our heart, God, and that we would hear what the Lord wants to say to me today, dear God, that it would make a difference in my life next week and in the weeks to come, Lord. God, I pray for your blessing upon your word again this morning, Lord. We're looking to you, God, that you would have your way, Father, and that you would be glorified, Lord, that you would be exalted, O oh God. O oh, Father, I pray, Lord, that that glory... God, that, we, that was read about this morning there in John 17, God. That glory that you and the Father had, God, uh, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, or Jesus, you, you prayed for us as, a, as your church that, that that glory would be seen in us, Father. That that glory would shine out of this, this, this church assembly here, Lord, I pray. Oh, God, help us, Father, to walk with you in a very real Practical, honest, humble way these days, God, we pray. We look to you, Lord, and I pray, God, Father, for everyone that is here, Lord. You know, you know the struggles, you know the battles, God. You know all what we face, Lord. And I pray, God, you're the God who can do miracles, Lord. You can part the Red Sea. You can, you can uh, turn the water into wine. You can raise the dead. Uh, to life again. Lord, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above that you're able to think or ask, Lord. And you're able to meet every single need that is in this room here this morning. And we know, Lord, when you walked on the earth, that everyone that came to you in faith, that you, 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 you met the need, Lord. And I pray, oh God, Father, that our hearts would reach out to you by faith this morning, Lord. Help us, oh God, I pray. Help me, Lord, Father, to reach out to you too this morning, Father, as I endeavor to share what is on, what you've laid on my heart, Lord, and I trust that it's not what is, uh, that is what, that is what is from me, Lord, but that it's from your Father heart, God, to us here this morning. We thank you and we praise you. We love you, Lord. We give ourselves to you, God. What else can we do, Father, but, but give our life as a living sacrifice, Lord? After all that you've done for us, Lord, what else can we do but give our life to you? We thank you and we praise you. And I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, before I actually go into the message, I, uh, I'm not sure when it was, a couple weeks ago, again... I read a song here in my personal devotions that just really stood out to me. And I'd like to read the first verse here this morning in light. It's probably more for me than for you here this morning. But this is what it says. Listen. <clears throat> love consecrates the humblest. Love 
consecrates the humblest act and sanctifies each deed. It sheds a benediction sweet and hallows every need. I pray that God would do that this morning. Love consecrates the humblest act and sanctifies each deed. I pray that what I have to share will be sanctified. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4 this morning. Genesis chapter 4. And Adam and Eve, and Adam and and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. <clears throat> and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the Lord, and from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whatsoever, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain, and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. <clears throat> I don't know what that does to you, but after reading this and just finishing off there in verse 16, to me it's just a a sad account. Cain, after all that he did, he could have repented. He could have had a change of heart. But what did he do? 
He went out from the presence of the Lord. What a terrible place to be. Those who are in hell today or right now, they are, how, how should I say, the presence of God is not in hell. They are separated from God. And they will be throughout all eternity. And here Cain chose to leave the presence of the Lord. Anyways, the title is The Way of Cain or the Way of the Cross. And uh, so we like to, in the beginning here, we like to look at the way of Cain. Now, Cain, it says in uh, John, it says he was of that wicked one and he slew his brother. He was of that wicked one and he slew his brother. And it also says in uh, it also says in Jude. See if I can find it here. Lay my eyes on it. Larry, where is it at? It's in Jude there about uh, Cain. Verse 11. Yes, thank you. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perish in the gainsaying of Korah. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. You and I don't want to go the way of Cain this morning. But I'd like to just look at this account of the way of Cain and see if it will shed any light on, how should I say this this morning? That maybe sometimes we're closer to the door of Cain than what we want to reckon with. Maybe I'll say it that way. And therefore, I'd just like to look at Look at the the way of Cain here this morning. The first point I have, the way of Cain is the way of unbelief. And we have that in verse uh, 4. It says, And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. My conclusion here is, because of Hebrews chapter 11, it says that by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Abel brought his, brought his uh, offering to the Lord and he brought it to God by faith. Cain brought an offering, but he did not Bring it to God by faith. Does that make sense? Maybe I need to say some more on that. Abel believed God. 
He that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Did Cain believe that God was? He probably did. But he did not come to God in faith. He came the way he wanted to come. Cain came his own way. The way of Cain. And there have been different, you can read commentaries and different ones, and you know, some say, well, uh, Cain's offering would have been accepted if he would have had a uh, brought an offering like Abel. And I'm not here to uh, try to figure that out here this morning. But we know according to John that Cain... I should maybe look at that or before I just speak on that. <clears throat> Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. Wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Why did he kill his brother? His works were evil. And God and Cain there, you know, he brought an offering. His heart wasn't right. His heart wasn't right. So we can come to God, even, I, maybe I said this before here, this uh, already, or, uh, I'm not sure. But if it's worth saying once, it's worth saying twice. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we can come to church, but if we're not coming to church in faith, we're going through the motions, right? <clears throat> we can bring our offering. Even our offering, we pass the plate around every Sunday and we could put money in there. But if we're just doing it because I'm not sure why Cain did this for. Did it, did, was he doing it because of Abel? Do we put money in the offering because we see a brother put money in the offering? You know, we can go on and on that, that way. But <clears throat> anyways, the way of Cain is the way of unbelief. He wanted to do things his own way. Point two I have here, the way of Cain is the way of anger. <clears throat> Verse five, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. God accepted Abel's offering, but God did not accept Cain's offering. And somehow Cain knew that. Or he, yeah, he, he realized that, that God did not accept his offering, but he accepted Abel's offering, and that made him angry. The way of Cain is the way of anger. And we know as we read on here that if he would have changed his way, that God would have accepted his offering. He would have. but he didn't change his way. <clears throat> but 
we could make more comments on this. The way of Cain is the way of anger. I don't know, did the fire fall on, on Abel's offering where it was very visual, the fire of God. God accepted the offering and, and here Abel was, or Cain was over here and nothing happened. It was dead. And why is it that when the people of God, when the fire, the anointing, or whatever, however you want to say it this morning, when the blessing of God is on a church or on an individual or on a family or on whatever you want to put in there, that those who are walking, if you will, or have somehow given in to the way of Cain in unbelief and anger, that they would like to see those put down. That's exactly what happens. They want to find some fault. They want to find something wrong with them. Instead of coming to the place where Cain should have came to when God said, if, if you do right, will you not be accepted? If we do right, God will accept our offering. God will accept what we bring to Him. But if our heart is not right, if we're doing things our own way, God's blessing is not going to be there. God's blessing is not going to be there. And instead of falling on our faces and saying, God, what is wrong? Why can you not accept my offering? Why is the blessing falling on my brother, but it's not falling on me? Lord, what is wrong with me? Have mercy on me, Lord. <clears throat> but the sad thing is, is Cain, that cry was not there. That cry was not there. Instead, he got angry. And what did that anger do? It drove him to kill his brother. And that's exactly what anger does. It destroys, it kills. That's the way of Cain. Now let's bring it a little closer home. I don't think anyone gets flies off the handle or gets angry as a real anger where I trust not. If you're here this morning and, you, and you're an angry man, there's only one way, there's only one place for you to go and that is at the foot of the cross and cry out for mercy. It's only one place. And there you see what you have done, how you have destroyed, if you will, if it's a father or a mother or a whoever. You see how you have destroyed your children, you have destroyed your brother, your sister. And that weight falls upon you and you cry out for mercy. And say, Lord, change me. I cannot go on like this. Well, for some reason, on this thing of anger, I, uh, if I'm not careful, I'm going to spend too much time on this one. But my mind went, I'm not sure why, but this thing of being offended. 
when something doesn't go our way, was Cain offended? He got angry, but was he offended? Was he offended? I think we probably could say he was. Now that comes a little closer home. You know, anger is out there. It's the wicked man that just, when something doesn't go his way, the pieces fly, the the two-by-fours fly, and who knows what. But we wouldn't do that. We're educated better. We are, you know, we are, we're, you know, we we know better. But what about being offended? What about being offended? What does it do when you are offended? What does it do to your brother or your sister? Well, how do we know whether we're offended or not? See if I can find my... my, uh, How do we know whether we're offended? I believe there's times, and I know I talked about this before, but somehow I just was encouraged to to look into this thing again here this morning in light of what we're looking at here, the way of Cain. The way of Cain is anger, being offended. I'm just going to read off here what a brother sent to me one time. I asked a question, how do you know whether you're offended or not? Just listen to this. Some of the evidences of being offended would be And the list could be very long. Anger. Holding a grudge. Being resentful. Having the movie of what happened come up to replay itself in the mind time time and time again. Wanting to see this person put into a place or disciplined or harmed in the same way like Cain, for example. Being unable to speak peacefully to that person, to not want to be with them, to speak ill of them, to correct others when they do speak well of them, to find yourself arguing with that person when they are nowhere around you, and of course, you always win the argument. Not being able to pray a blessing upon the person, and as a result, want to sever yourself from the company of, the communion of, and the communication of those who have done you all this harm. This is why people leave, the, leave church, move to another area, and yet they will find out of this at their, own, their new location without a short time. They took all of it with them. Parents really need to take notice when their youth do not wish to follow the, the uh, life, life, example and convictions that they were taught. We have lost the heart somewhere And it may very well be that there is an offense there. These are just a few indications of being offended. Am I, are you offended this morning? Well, if you are, you can be set free. What does David say in Psalms? I like that Psalms where it says, uh, uh, great peace. Have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Somehow, because they understand the law of God, they understand the heart of God, they're not offended. 
is how I see what that's saying there. The way of Cain is the way of unbelief, the way of anger. Point three is the way of, of uh, I have a, a fallen countenance. Verse six, let's look at that. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? You know, our countenance can really give us away, can't it? <clears throat> if our countenance is fallen because somebody did us, or, well, here, Abel didn't do anything wrong to, to uh, Cain, did he? No. He was doing what was right. <clears throat> A fallen countenance. And the way I have this this morning, the way of Cain, a fallen countenance, maybe I should have just said, using verse 6 there, Cain wanted to have it his way. I want my way. Why does your countenance fall? Why do you sit in the corner and... What's that word you use? Pout. <laughs> Something didn't go your way. <laughs> so you sit in the corner and pout. But do we realize if... Can I encourage well, all of us married uh, or have, that have children? If your child is... Uh, what did you say? Pout. If your child is pouting, he is, she is acting like Cain. You need to take care of that thing before that thing grows into a big strong tree, right? <clears throat> I want my way. The way of Cain is, and I probably should have had this in the very beginning, or maybe it should even be in the title, I don't know. But I want my way. It's got to be my way. That's the way of Cain. It's got to be my way. Okay, let's go on. I, uh, the way of Cain, verse 7 we have, and verse 9, no repentance, no brokenness, no fear of God. Verse 7, If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Verse 9, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? There was no remorse. There was no, there was no repentance. No brokenness. His heart was hard. The way of Cain is, however you want to say that, no repentance, no fear of God. <clears throat> Next point I have is, the way of Cain is the way of uh, hatred. That's verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel his brother and came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and he slew him. Hatred. And I looked up that word hatred and it said intense dislike or ill will. 
intense dislike or ill will. And Cain, because of his hatred, drove him to kill his brother. I just looked up that word, uh, hatred. Intense dislike or ill will. And we have some synonyms. I'm going to try to say some of these words. Loathing, hate. Dislike, distaste, abhor, abomination, exaggeration, resentment, hostility, ill will, ill feeling, bad feeling, enmity, animosity, bitterness, disgust, contempt. You have some other little words in there that are above my vocabulary or I, I don't quite uh, know what they mean, so I'm not even going to say them. <clears throat> well, I guess I do know what they mean. They mean anger, but... <clears throat> the way of Cain is the way of anger. Intense dislike or ill will. And the, the opposite of that is love and liking. Okay, let's go on to this, uh, point six. Verse nine. The way of Cain is the way of selfishness. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is thy brother? Or where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? <clears throat> now there's actually two things in here. Abel is all, or Cain, uh, all, he lied. He lied. He knew where his brother was at. But the point I have here is selfishness. And what, how do I get that out of that? Is he said, am I my brother's keeper? Selfishness. The way of Cain is the way of selfishness. <clears throat> May God deliver us from selfishness. The way of Cain, uh, point seven I have, the way of Cain is fruitless. Verse 12, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Fruitless. The way of Cain is fruitless. Do you feel like your Christian life is fruitless? If you feel that way this morning, I would encourage you to see whether there's any way of Cain that you have given into. That's the point I want to make here this morning on this. If I feel like I am a fruitless Christian, is it maybe that I have given in to the way of Cain? The next point I have is a wanderer. A fugitive, how does it say here? And a vagabond. A wanderer. Wandering from here to there. And we know there's People that do that. They wander from church to church. They wander from this place to that place. That's the way of Cain. They can never fit in to a church body, to a brotherhood, because they have adopted the way of Cain. And I pray that none of us in this room would give in to that the way of Cain in any of these points as far as that goes. <clears throat> Why is Cain a wanderer for? Because he wants things his way. He can't bow his heart to anyone. 
He wants to do it His way. And, uh, you know, we were building a house this past three weeks for David there. David's there. And uh, I was just blessed with the different ones that helped and how, how it went. God bless you, brothers, for those that were able to help. <clears throat> just the, uh, yeah. <clears throat> there, was no, there was no wanderer there. <laughs> if I can say it that way. There was no, uh, the way of Cain wasn't there. Maybe that would be a better way to say it. <clears throat> I want to do things my way. <clears throat> the next point is, and I emphasized that when I was reading here, uh, I, have, I have nine points here on the way of Cain. The last one is, without the presence of God. The way of Cain is without the presence of God. I pray, I trust there's no one in this room here this morning that is living without the presence of God. That's a terrible place to live. The way of Cain is with living without the presence of God. Okay, I want to just change gears here a little bit on the, on the last or the way of Cain, or the way of the cross. Let's go to 1 John now. We have, um, uh, <clears throat> Brendan was in John, and appreciate all the different thoughts that you brought out there, brother, on, uh, yeah, <clears throat> in the opening there. I'm just going to read. I'm, yeah, that was my plan, is to read John, 1 John chapter 3, the whole chapter. <clears throat> First John chapter 3, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself even as he is pure." Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And we know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. Brendan, abiding in Christ. <clears throat> Whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen Him, neither knoweth known Him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because He is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, 
who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. Don't let that be a marvel or a puzzle to you. The world will hate you. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And I might just inject here that word, if you look it up, that word hateth, if you look it up in the Greek, at least, the, uh, I'm not sure if I exactly did this hate it, but I think it's the same one that's used here in First John, all First John. It means to love less. <clears throat> so think about that when we read this. Whosoever loveth his brother, whosoever loveth less, less, his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath his world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hereby we know that we are the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart, or if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because he, we, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth His commandment dwelleth in Him, And he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Praise God for his word. <clears throat> I wouldn't have to say more. <clears throat> but uh, I'll just say this. I sat in the back there beside Brother Ron, and he had his Bible open. <clears throat> And his Bible was open at chapter 4. And uh, I noticed something. He had circled every word that said love. And it was amazing how many different circles that there was there. Did you count them, Ron? Let me just read off some scriptures here yet. John, 
Did I say all the references? John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. John 13, 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if ye have love one to another. John 15, 12, this is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. John 15, 17, these things I command you that ye love one another. Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Romans 13, 8, owe no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Galatians 5.13, For brethren, we have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Ephesians 4.2, With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. 1 Thessalonians 4.9, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. First Peter 1.22 Seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. First Peter 3.8 Finally be ye all one mind. And I like this verse that we memorize. Finally be ye all one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be fitful, be courteous. 1 John 3.11, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. 1 John 3.23, And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave His commandment. 1 John 4.7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. 1 John 4.11, Behold, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. 1 John 4.12, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. First or Second John 1.5, And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. I was just, I don't know, shocked or amazed when I just punched that in, love one another. And all these scriptures came up. I'm not sure if I mentioned this here before or not, but I read something, whether it's accurate or not. Uh, it's said that Apostle John, he was old and, and feeble, and, but yet the, the brothers would get him up to, 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 to share. Maybe Sunday mornings like we do. And all he could say is, love one another, love one another, love one another. The way of Cain is the opposite of love one another. The way of the cross is love one another. And I like to look at this verse here in 1 John 3.16. Not John 3.16, but 1 John 3.16. Listen to this. Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That is a high calling. That is a high calling, but God calls us to that. I read something yesterday about uh, the three different phases of the cross. 
The first one is John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So there's a sinner that is under the, uh, the load and the burden of sin and, and, he, and, and, and somebody comes and shares with him the, the gospel and he, and, he, and he repents of his sin and he cries out to God and God has mercy on him and He saves him. And he sees what Jesus did on the cross that his sins can be forgiven. That happens at the new birth. Right? That happens. But you know, we would like to just stay there and we just want to glory in that and praise God for the glory of that. But God wants to take us further. He had three different points there, but the last one is, is, is the title, The Way of Cain, or The Way of the Cross. Do we glory in the cross like Paul who gloried in the cross? The world was crucified unto him and I unto the world, Paul said. He gloried in the cross. There's people who hang crosses on their, on for decoration. But that's, that doesn't do. That doesn't do. We can put a cross on the, on the steeple of our, or on the, whatever, on our, our church. But that doesn't do. God is calling us to love one another. And what that means is is where we're willing to lay our life down for our brother. And I think, Brendan, you read there in Ephesians where it says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. That's not just a sentimental love. That's a love that costs the life of Christ. Am I willing to lay my life down in such a way? Am I willing to give my life for my dear wife? The way, what, the way Christ gave His life for me. I listened to a message last night. I don't know why I just did. And I was kind of thinking, why am I listening to this message? And it was on Ephesians, again, Ephesians about uh, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, lest they be discouraged. <clears throat> and in that message, what it was said, basically he was zeroing in on the fathers and bringing them up to accountability, if you will. One of the things he brought out was that one of the main reasons for rebellion is that fathers provoke their children to wrath. And there's a day that comes, they're able to stuff it for so long, but there's a day that comes that they're done with it. There's some, praise God, who are able to find the grace of God. And in that situation with an angry dad, They're able to find the grace of God and not, how should I say, disown their dad or leave home or go uh, or or be rebellious. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down for his life for us. We ought to lay down 
our lives for the brethren. There was one more thing that was, that was brought out in that message. And that was men, fathers. The greatest thing that you can give to your children is to love your dear wife. Not that she... How, how was it brought out? In your home. You know, if we're selfish like the way of Cain, do you demand your wife to serve you or do you serve her? Well, she's supposed to serve me, right? She's my help me, you know? But I trust we know what I mean when I say that. If we're there sitting on our chair and demanding that we be served, is that the love of Jesus? <clears throat> Jesus came not to be ministered unto, Brendan again, Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. The heart there is to give. And again, I said that. I'm not sure when I said it. For God so loved the world that He gave. That's what love does. But we in our humanity, we only go so far and we say, if there is no reciprocation, I'm going to stop here. But the love of God doesn't do that. Listen. <clears throat> See if I can find my... I thought I had another thing here I wanted to, to read. At this point, Christian love reveals itself. As long as we base our love on others' response to us, our love is less than Christian love. As long as our love reaches only those who, feel, who we f feel deserve our love, is not Christian love. If our love helps only those we think are worthy, is not Christian love. Christian love makes no demands. It only makes the command, it only takes the command of the master to love. Now, maybe somebody could shoot holes through that, but I trust we're getting the heart of it. It only takes the command of the master to love. And love is very powerful. And I tacked that thing back there on the board. I got it through the mail and somebody's having a message on the power of love out at the leadership seminar. And I'd encourage everybody to go and listen. <laughs> I don't know if we can all go. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, the power of love. Well, brothers and sisters, I trust, I pray that we're encouraged this morning not to go the way of Cain, but to go the way of the cross. The way of the cross. It's not an easy road, but it's the right way. The way of the cross. May God help us to live that way. And that we, not in theology, including myself, say we lay our lives down for our brothers, but in reality, somehow that thing is to be fleshed out in everyday life. And we go on and on with that, but I think I'll stop with that. How do we, how do we, in a very practical way, make this a reality in our life, in our church life? May God bless and have His way.